This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. And now with one definitely looming and things as crazy as they look out there, not having that one more thing to worry about just gives peace of mind. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we are back with our Mortgage Free series. We're going to interview Keith Robinson from Southern California. He and his wife, Rachel, recently paid off their mortgage, and he is here to tell us about why they did it, how they did it, and what it feels like to have no mortgage payment in the midst of a financial crisis. Welcome to the show, Keith. Hey, thank you very much, Andy. Awesome, Keith. Well, tell me why you and Rachel decided to pay off your mortgage in the first place. It, it didn't start out as an intentional, hey, let's pay off our mortgage. It started out more as a, hey, I've talked to people and they said, if you just throw an extra 50 or 100 bucks uh, to your mortgage every month, you pay your house off like seven years early and you save like 50 to 70 grand in interest. And I was like, hey, that's that's a lot of money and that's like seven years off and that's great. And so when we first bought our house together, it was just kind of like, hey, we'll do that. We'll, we're going to throw that extra 50 bucks. We're going to throw that extra 100 bucks a month on every month and we'll just see how it goes. And what ended up happening was as more raises and more money came through, it was just kind of like, well, let's just do a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, and so it didn't come as, a, as an intentional thing. I do have to credit Dave Ramsey to it because that was the first person that I ever heard say like, hey, go pay off your house. What are you waiting for? And it's like, well, what am I waiting for? And so with all of those things combined with a huge amount of influences from younger in my life of just listening to people who have done it already and then hearing that direct direction of like, hey, go do this. And it's like, oh, I could do that. Let's do it. That's that's incredible, Keith. I love that. So you said something really interesting there. And by the way, I love Dave. Dave's I, a, a big fan of him. He helped me help me get the, on this track too. Uh, you said something really important. You said, as we started to get some more money in our lives, we decided to increase the payments towards the mortgage. Not everybody does that. So how did you guys decide not to inflate your lives of, you know, better cars, bigger houses, and, you know, better clothes versus paying off the mortgage? Why was that something that you thought was good for you and your family? Part of it, again, was just the foundation that was laid prior to buying the house. So I'm, I've always been interested. I'm the, I'm the spreadsheet guy. I'm, the, I'm the, the money guy. And so I've always been interested. I've always been reading articles and doing different things of like, hey, this and this and this. And part of the way that I was able to bring Rachel on board was to say, hey, every single time that we got an increase in pay, look at this increase we got. We got half of it and the other half went over to the principal payments. And so there was never a time where we had to say, hey, we're not going to go eat out this month because we're going to pay off, pay extra to the house. It was a, hey, we're going to go out to eat an extra time this month because we got a cost of living raise. We got something and we're going to go out and celebrate that, but we're also going to take the same amount as we were doing there and put it over here towards the house. And so it was just starting with that basic foundation 
and moving from there and just knowing like, hey, something came in, not all of it is going to go to fun and some of it's going to go to uh, planning for the future. That's great. Talk to me about how you, you started to allude to it a little bit about you getting Rachel on board. Were there some difficult times in the beginning when you said, hey, let's pay off the mortgage or was she open to it? Now, she she started out with the the original fact of, hey, we're going to go do this and we're going to pay extra on the house. She was all on board for she was like, yeah, sure. We've got an extra 50 bucks. That's you do. You, you do your money thing and it's fine. Um, I can still go to uh, take care of the things I want to take care of and you're doing your money thing. So you're happy. I'm happy and it's all good. A little bit of backstory is we decided when we bought the house to buy something that we could afford. And so that also we talked about was we had a couple of goals. One was so that she didn't have to work anymore. Because we wanted to, we wanted to start having kids, and we wanted to be able to her be able to stay home and have have that set up. And one of the things we did is we actually ended up buying about an hour drive away from my work because it is so much cheaper, especially here in Southern California. You mentioned that already. If you get right on the outskirt of town, sometimes, and so part of what that was was, hey, we're going to buy a little farther away. I'm going to have a little bit of a commute, not bad, but you're going to be able to stay home. And in doing this, hey, you don't have to work, but we're going to take some of this money that's coming in and put it extra here. And so that was all all thumbs up. Let's go. A little later on, while we progressed through this, we actually we've always paid extra. But about two years ago, we said, hey, why don't we sell this house, buy a smaller house and pay it off outright and just do it right away? Now, that would took a lot more convincing to get her on board. (laughs) <laughs> so was that a rental property or was that just a different home that you were changing to? That was just, it was just another home that we bought. So we sold the first house that we bought. Uh, we bought it in 2012, which another thing was timing. Like part of it is just luck. So much of this is just a blessing through like, Hey, this happened at the right time. And, uh, you know, they, they say about luck, it's when preparation meets opportunity. So we had the opportunity and we were prepared, but then we just had to all get on board. One of the things that that we were able to do, and one of the things I love hearing you talk about in your show, is that we do we've done a monthly budget meeting, a little monthly budget party, for oh year, years and years and years, yeah. and that's that's been huge because we were on the same page and we've always at least had a moment in the month, even if it's ten fifteen minutes, where we were talking about money, and so it was little seeds along the way, and there was some tragedy with some friends that ended up opening the conversation more, just you know, like hey, this is what we could do. And what finally kind of brought her around was like, hey, we'll do it, but I want to do some of the same things that we did in this house as a renovation to do it. And it's like, let's do it. We, we'll, we'll put in the, the floors you like. We'll paint the cupboards in the kitchen so it looks amazing for you. And we'll go from there. And so that was the kind of the big turning point of like, hey, we could do this. We can find a space that we love and go from there. I love that compromise. That's a, that's a great way to figure out the way that it could, you know, help hit your goals and your family goals as a collective to help her to stay at home, but then also, you know, make sure she's happy with the decisions and where, where you guys yes. live in, right? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the, the details. You said Southern California. That is uh, that is quite expensive, right? So we're talking about that area. You you said 45 minutes to an hour out. Is that what you said uh, for, for drive? Yeah, so that, that's a smart move, but still Southern California. So how much was your mortgage and it's just a general value of the house if you could help us with some of those numbers. Okay, so we bought it in 2012 for 270,000, which was a great deal. Yeah. Um I like hindsight, I would have bought a couple more and and gone from there. But hey, that's okay. We're going to live today and and make the most of today. <laughs> 
Excellent. And then what kind of mortgage did you get and how much was the the principal on the mortgage when you started? So the principal, I believe, was 216. Mm-hmm. So we did exactly 20% down. Um, so it was a $216,000 mortgage and a 2.95 interest rate. Nice. And it was a 30 year, it was a 30 year term when we got it. Got it. That makes sense. So you got the 30 year, you got a really great rate and you're buying in Southern California for a, a steal of a deal. That's, yes. that's incredible. So how long from 2012 to today did it take you to tip to, to pay it off or when did you pay it off? I okay. guess I'll ask so, you that. So that first house that we bought, mm-hmm. um, it took us six and a half years to get into a paid for house and it wasn't that house. So in 2018, we sold that house for $430,000. Wow. Uh, leaving us with an added value of 160, but I had already paid it down to about 150. Um, so we had about $280,000 to play with. Now, when we bought that house in 2012, it was far bigger than we needed, and it was about 3,000 square feet. And so it was a huge house. And then getting used to it, we didn't need 3,000 square feet. <laughs> we take up about 500 square feet while we're sitting in the living room. Like, like we don't. We're not big people. Right, <laughs> we don't right. need a lot of space. And so we decided like, hey, let's find something that would fit. And we so we cut half the square footage down. So we sold that. We found the house that we're in now that we paid off for $300,000, but it did need some work. We ended up getting about $30,000 worth of renovations done to it while right before we moved in. So we had the 280 to put in, ended up with the house in the refi, $330,000 to get into this one. So we had about $50,000 left to pay off the beginning of 2018. That's incredible. So you used the profits from the home that you bought, if I get the story right, that you bought in 2012 to buy a new home or a new to you home. And that helped you just to clobber the principal and just have very little to pay off to begin with, right? right? And then, okay, so so you had $50,000 left on your balance essentially when you got the home. Is that right? That's right. Well, how long did it take you to pay $50,000 with that that, uh, intensity you guys had? Okay. Now this, this ended up being a lot of fun. I wanted to do it within a year. So that should have been from February to February, but we were coming up on our 10th anniversary. And to do that, I realized, Hey, we need to set aside some cash to pay for this trip. We want to do, we already found that grandma and grandma were going to take care of our our son. And we were going to be able to do an international trip, just the two of us. And we were so excited. And that also ended up being part of the celebration of doing all of this. But I wanted to have some of the money saved up for that first. So I spread it out and a little bit nerdy, but I also wanted to celebrate with all of America. So I said, we're going to pay this off July 4th, Independence Day of 2019. And that's exactly what we did. That and it even great. gets a little bit more fun because I even planned it out to where the balance would be 1776. <laughs> of course, July 1st hit and they did that like tiny bit of interest that knocked it up to a couple bucks and it was just off and I just missed it. <laughs> but it was a great time and we had a lot. I had a lot of fun. So 1775. That. They were at least planning maybe around that. Yeah, know. they were at least knew what they were going to do. Yeah, <laughs> that is great. the right ballpark. Yeah, I so love that, man. But oh. We did it. We got to pay it off. Um, now the bank has it registered as the fifth because it's the it's the holiday, and that's fine. I know that I pressed the button on the computer on the July fourth, and uh, within moments, actually, great story of pressing that submit button. I see our light above our dining room table start shaking. We're having a California earthquake July fourth, right as we're paying off this house. The whole world's celebrating and shaking with us. So everything turned out fine, and uh, it was a little bit, a little bit rattling. 
but uh, it was an interesting experience with that. That is incredible. What a story. I love that planning. That and, and, and so now you guys have no mortgage. You went on a great 10-year anniversary internet. Where did you guys go for your trip? So we went to London. Awesome. We spent the entire, the entire 10 days in, in England. That's incredible. So I had a great time just uh, celebrating together, celebrating our marriage, celebrating paying off the house. I had a great time. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. That's great. So did you guys make a transition at that point for your wife to then stay at home or how have you guys done that plan? Now, the initial purchasing the house outside of uh, making the commute, let her stay home. And so she's already been home for about five years at that point. And that's been great. That's great. Tell us about your children. We have a five-year-old named Hunter and uh, he's, he's great. He is a ball of energy. He is in kindergarten normally. And, uh, and he's great. So he he loves it. Loves spending a lot of time with him. You know, there's lots of ups and downs with being a stay-at-home parent. What has that meant for Rachel over the last five years? It's meant freedom. Like she's been able to 
up until this point, like he's just started school this year, but up until this point, uh, she's been able to decide what they do together, what he's watching, what he's reading, what he's eating. And we just, we get the security knowing exactly everything that he's learning and who he's with. And also we don't have to juggle like, oh, hey, who's, who's going to watch him? Like, oh, hey, the daycare's closed or Graham and grandpa can't do it. That's, that's never been something we've had to worry about. And it's just a security and knowing like, hey, everyone's at home. I know right where they're at when I'm at work. They know where I'm at. And it's just freeing. It's just yeah. so amazing to be able to to know who's involved in your life, who has your kid, and that they're taken care of. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful, man. And, and um, you know, I, I had this epiphany, too, this year. Uh, Nicole's had the opportunity to stay at home with our kids, too. And she recently, uh, by her choice, wanted to go back to, to try something a little different in her life. And um, we, we just had this epiphany maybe a couple of weeks ago where summer's going to come up and we're like, well, what do you, what do you do with the kids? <laughs> what, what, how do we, how do we have the kids? What? Oh, we, we like left that out of our plans. Like I'm working a job where I need to, or working a career that I need to, uh, you know, be full on. And she's now at a career and we're like, how do people do it? It's, it, and it's, and it's a privileged, you know, privileged thing to say, but man, it, it has been a blessing, uh, for a long period of time for us, not even to have to think about that one portion, portion of our lives. So, uh, I'm with you, man. Uh, l- let's talk a little bit about how you guys got it done. It sounds like you guys have both done well on the income side of things. Talk to us about what your general income range is and maybe how you increased your income during this time. It sounds like you were progressively increasing your income. So talk about that. Well, I am a, I'm a jail deputy. And so I'm, I'm working in, in the jails. And uh, there was a great interview you had just a couple of weeks ago uh, with someone who quit doing that because there was forced overtime, schedule rotations, and all of this stuff. Again, one of the benefits of having someone be able to stay at home is that a schedule rotation doesn't affect us. Her weekend is my weekend. And it's something that because of our situation, it worked really well. I could see how it would be terrible for some people. Hey, by the way, you're staying another eight hours for work. You didn't know that until 10 minutes ago. It's like, okay. But that also, if you have a plan for all of that money, if you're doing 500 hours of overtime a year, which is about what I averaged, you have a plan for it, and it goes into something like this. So I started uh, under $70,000 a year. I have taken a couple promotions and worked a lot of overtime, and I think my best year was about 140. Yeah. That's great. So we're able to use that and do it that way. One one incredible thing you mentioned there is that your opportunity to get that overtime. And then when you have some intention with that overtime, you guys have have made a a really great move for your family here. So congratulations on paying off your mortgage. I love the story about uh, about the 1776 on July 4th. That's so much fun. Well, let's let's talk about what you guys are doing now that you are mortgage free. It's been maybe a little uh, a little less than a year uh, since you made push that button and yes. uh, and you guys have had some more money in your life because you're not making the payment anymore and you're also not making the extra payment. So what are you doing with this extra money and how is it changing your life? So we, we opened up a Roth um, and fully funded that. Um, increased a little bit of the 401k as well. I'm not maxing that out yet just because uh, eh, I don't know what I'm doing with it yet. And so, but a little bit more through into that, and that was great. We love giving. Charitable giving is hugely important to us. And it's something we did the entire time through paying the paying the mortgage off. It was something that was more important than paying the mortgage off. But now it's given us an opportunity to even find some more people to help because there's a lot of people that need help. 
and just being able to be a part of that and be a part of a change and um, influence people. Because right now there's not a lot of extra time, but right now there is some extra money. And so it's a, it's just, it's hugely amazing to be able to help some people that are in need and increase that along the way um, without having to worry about like, oh, hey, the mortgage is coming up on the first. That's incredible. I love that sentiment. Uh, you are taking the blessing that you have in your life and you're giving it to other people the way you're able to give it. You don't have a lot of time, yes. but you do have that extra cash. Is there a charity or a cause or just uh, individuals that you like to give to more than others? Or how, how do you guys decide those uh, those ways to give? Anonymous giving is one of my favorites. And so I love finding people that know like, hey, this family's struggling or this person just got laid off and just be able to drop an envelope of cash off with them and never, never tell them. And you don't even need to check up. It's just an amazing thing of just like, hey, this is something that's going on in your life. There's something to help out with. Good luck out there. That's one of my all-time favorite things. If you ever have a chance to do it, it's it's amazing. I know a lot of people do around the holidays, and I think you even talked about this, is leaving that $100 tip for a waiter or a waitress and you leave before they find it. And you can kind of like look through the window and you see them find it and they're all excited. And it's great. Um, we do love giving to our church as well. There's a couple other mission organizations that are helping uh, feed people in countries that are just far less fortunate than we are. And we're always looking at those. I think that is beautiful, Keith. I, you know, I'll, I'll be vulnerable with you here saying that I have, I, I want to give more and I have been giving more. It's like a practice for me. It's like I'm stepping up to a, it's a to, discipline. To, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm stepping up to the man that I want to be. Right. And it takes some time. It's not something I can just do right away. Uh, I would personally have difficulty with dropping that cash off and not having the, you know, whatever somebody shake my hand or the recognition or something like that. And that's something I know that I need to get over. Is that something you ever struggled with? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because money, money shouldn't be emotional. Like if you can take the emotion out of money, it's very easy. Money's simple. It's just that it's so tied to emotion. And there's, there's definitely time where you're like, oh, hey, I, I went to work for that. I want credit for it. And you do, you want that recognition, but there's something about it sometimes just to be able to help someone and them not know where it came from. And then it's, it's also probably good for my own ego just to not be the person that's getting credit for something and just, just to help for being helpful and not for the, Oh, Hey, I'm doing this because I want you to see me doing all this stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think that is a world I want to live in. I want to live in a world where people are going out of their way to help their neighbors because that's what we're supposed to do. And I think that's, yeah. that's great. I appreciate you sharing that with me. So Talk to me about, you know, we're, we're in a really odd time right now. We're in a, the midst of a pending it recession is. and you and I are, 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 you know, dancing around it, but we're both in quarantine at home right now with our family. We are. And, we are. you know, what, what, what does it mean for you to not have a mortgage payment in a situation like today? Security. In one word, it comes down to security. And even talking to Rachel this morning, um, we were even talking about some of the stuff we would talk about here today is that just knowing that, Hey, if something goes on, on the first, no, the bank isn't coming in to, to look at us. And even when we bought our house, we bought it from someone that was foreclosing. Like, and how hard is that? And how tragic is that in the middle of the last recession to be like, hey, I can't make these payments. And now with one definitely looming and things as crazy as they look out there, not having that one more thing to worry about just gives peace of mind. 
Absolutely. I, I love that, man. I love that. Let's talk to the people who are listening right now and they're saying, I want to pay off my mortgage. I, I do have uh, a, a good income and some extra money. I'm just not allocating it in the place that I should be. What advice would you have for them to get started and get down this path? Well, as much as you can take the emotion out of it, take the emotion out of it. Um, I know that I naturally just work well with numbers and spreadsheets and I can look at things and make sense. And I, and I understand that that's not for everybody. And I do understand that we are not in a culture that wants to like, oh, hey, I'm depriving myself so that I can have something later. But if you can do just one step at a time and just do the next little step and say, hey, I'm not going to pay my minimum payment. I'm going to pay my minimum payment plus $5. And then next month, I'm going to do $10 extra. And hey, I'm driving past my favorite coffee place, and I'm just going to get a black coffee instead of uh, blended something or another. And I'm just going to put that extra four bucks over there and see what happens. And if you can do those small little steps and just start looking at progress, also it helps to track your progress. So if you can make one little small step and then also make a way that you can visually track your progress, I think that that'll start getting you where you need to go. Keith, I think this is great. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Congratulations on this huge family win. And I love the way you guys celebrated it. And I love, love, love how you are utilizing your money now that you have extra. So Keith, thank you so much for your time today. This has been fantastic. Everybody, Keith has taken the time to share with us today. If you have questions about how to pay your mortgage off, a great place to join us is the Thriving Families Facebook community. If you have some questions, throw them into the chat there. And great people like Keith are there to share and help other people win. So it's a great place to go. Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group. Keith, thank you so much for your time today, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me. A family victory for the Robinsons. So cool. Very inspiring, Keith. Thank you. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Keith Robinson. Number one, be in control of your lifestyle inflation. It definitely would have been super easy for Keith and Rachel to upgrade their lifestyle and not work on their financial goals. They could have bought a bigger house or one closer to where Keith works, but they had their eyes set on a better future. Also, those tough decisions allowed Rachel to stay at home with their son. Those are some smart choices with the family in mind. Number two, being mortgage-free gives you security. We're living in some uncertain times right now, my friends. We've got a pending recession. The largest federal stimulus package ever was just signed into law by our president. And we're all nervous about what this pandemic will mean for the well-being of our families. But having no mortgage payment is just one less thing the Robinson family needs to worry about right now. These times are unprecedented, but there's going to be other times like this in the future. So let's prepare now so we're ready. Number three, giving back is incredible. Keith's story about his anonymous giving is so inspiring, especially during times like these. If you find yourself in a position of financial security and prosperity, 
Think about how your generosity could truly bless someone in need right now. And if you don't have the money, use your time to volunteer and help. What our country and our world needs right now are more actions like Keith's. If we all strive to help a neighbor in need, we'll all get through this crisis and we will all thrive. Keith, thank you so much for inspiring us to hit our big goals and to make the world a better place. I wish you and your family the best during this crisis. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one important thing to support this show. Please take two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. That two-minute favor would mean the world to me as I continue to grow this show and try to reach more families. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Unknown. You were given this life because you were strong enough to live it. Let's make the best of our lives starting today, my friends. Carpe diem. Carpe diem.